party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I'm joined by Brian, the host of The Room Where It Happened, for a game of One Shot. One Shot is a game about revenge narratives. It is the blood-soaked tale of people who have been pushed past the edge, wronged by someone, and given the opportunity to make things right at a bloody cost. It tells the story of the cost of vengeance, the sacrifices and compromises made on the way. It is extremely cool. I'm a big fan of this game. You can find more information about One Shot in the show notes. The Room Where It Happened is an actual play podcast focused on communal world building and having fun. They're currently playing a mashup of Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition and The Sprawl. You can find that at theroomwhereitthappened.podbean.com or on Twitter at RoomWherePod. Before we dive in, we have some special thank yous to give out to some Patreon backers. Thank you to Shannon Dapper and the ITU Trash Crew for your support. Thank you both so much for your support. It really does mean the world to me. If you'd like to consider backing the show on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. Backers get access to many podcasts, bonus materials, and interviews. And Patreon dollars help pay for hosting fees, equipment costs, new games to feature on the show, and convention appearances. And with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. Uh, this week, my guest is Brian from The Room Where It Happens. Brian, thanks so much for coming on Party of One. No worries. Uh, I'm super duper excited. Uh, so real quick, at the top of the show, why don't you take a moment to tell the audience at home about The Room Where It Happens, as well as any other projects you might be working on you want them to know about? Um, yeah, The Room Where It Happens is an actual play podcast uh, based on communal world building and between good friends. I always met... I have never once said the stinger for our show correctly so i'm going to continue that trend um the we're basically an actual play podcast uh, right now we're playing in a we're playing a heavily modified version of fifth edition dungeons and dragons um in a custom in kind of like a homebrewed world that is uh heavily influenced by boardwalk empire and blade runner trust me i vaguely make it work um it uh it's basically just like me and my friends uh, having a good time trying to tell uh, as interesting of a story as we can. Uh, we just recently started a new arc on our 15th episode and uh, should be pushing forward to some some real fun, fun uh, mega corporation, mad science, eldritch horror induced uh, wackiness. So I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> This week we are playing One Shot. It is a role-playing game of sacrifice and vengeance. It is a story about people who are wronged and who are given the opportunity at a cost to right that wrong. With that in mind, why don't you uh, introduce us to your character as we first meet them? Uh, yeah, uh, my character is Johnny Bowman. Uh, he's a 22-year-old guy who lives in a Appalachian tourist town in Tennessee named Townsend. Um, not to be confused with the actual town of Townsend. Uh, he, uh, is kind of just a seasonal worker, uh, high school diploma, never really did any sort of college, uh, exists on the fringes of society of a, you know, group of people who are already sort of fringy. Um, and he is, uh, recently come into the knowledge that, he, um, a friend of his who he was very, very close to and considered considered to be his brother uh, was did not die in an accident two years ago, but it was in fact killed by his actual brother, Ronnie, 
the deputy sheriff of the of the town. And so um, let me ask you. When do you where do we find you uh, as you are figure or moments after you are figuring out or moments after you ha- you are getting the news that uh, Lou was killed by Ronnie and that it was not that the break in the break in that was reportedly how Lou died was maybe not as accidental a break in as you thought. So um, we're where Johnny is currently, he is sitting on uh, the hood of his truck. Uh, it's like an older, like it's an older uh, Nissan little POS truck. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is sitting on it on an overlook over a valley in the mountains. Uh, these are like little pull-offs that are pretty typical in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Uh, typically people go up there to look at the stars or just kind of deal with nature um, or, you know, drink and stare at things and, and you know have existential thoughts um and he is generally in the latter half of all of those he had just recently met with a with a guy whose name is mike uh he is a he's on the force uh and had sort of succumbed to succumbed to uh guilt about the whole deal because he is the one who helped uh johnny's brother uh cover everything up two years ago and so johnny's they're sitting kind of on an overlook looking at a valley of real dark trees. Uh, it's very late at night. It's probably about like nine thirty, ten o'clock. Um, and uh, looking at kind of like a valley of trees, just sort of sitting on the hood of his truck, with like a beer in his hand, trying really hard to process what he's hearing. Right. Uh, I think Mike came to you. Mike saw like Mike didn't just come to you. He sought you out, right? Like right. he was not the kind of person to be hanging out. Yeah, at. we're not friends. Like he, we went to high school. Uh, it's not like I happened upon him up here. He he, you know, kind of asked me up here because it's fairly private because you know it's just woods and a road behind us. So yeah, and he he like I think he left you a message and told you to meet up here and when you met him up here he was like several cigarettes deep you see the burn you've seen you saw the burning ashes around his feet Mm -hmm. he was in his he's in his uniform but the shirt was unbuttoned and the tie was untied and he was sweating sweating a lot and he's just kind of like just let everything out in a babble you know he said he was called in he was called in. He wasn't, they weren't, they didn't give him a code. They just told him an address to show up. He showed up. There was a body and Ronnie told him to clean it up. Nobody has the exact details. I know only people, only people there were Ronnie and Lou and Lou's not around to talk anymore. And Ronnie's not exactly Ronnie wasn't exactly eager to tell the story. Mike relays all of this to you as he's like just breaking down. And the last thing he says before he gets on his bike is. Look, I. I'm already way I figure it. He's probably going to hear about all this and I'm probably already gone. So. uh, You were always nice, you know. 
I figured if anybody should know, probably you. Well, I tell you, I don't know what to, what to say. It's, I mean, thank you, I guess. Uh, it's a lot to process. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I know. I figured it would be, but. That's how I feel, I guess. I don't I have mean, a better answer for it. Yeah, you. I guess I, I, I mean, I guess I understand. I mean, I don't. Why, why did you tell? Why now? What has, what after two years? Decide, why didn't you tell me like the day after it happened? I got to go, Johnny. I can't. It's fine, under fine. And he climbs on his bike, and he starts to, like, head down. He starts to, like, bail, basically. But as he does, you watch his bike, and just before it goes out of view, it crosses, uh, um, like, a black Mustang passes in the other direction, coming towards you, and they kind of slow down and then pass each other. The Mustang pulls up right next to you, right where Mike's motorcycle was. Uh, Windows are tinted. Red trim. No I engine saw, from what you can hear. Huh. Just kind of sitting there. Huh. So, I, I guess, um, I guess I'm going to climb up on the... I'm more or less sort of still in shock from the information dump that just happened at me. And I guess I'll typically what I would probably do is if I thought this was somebody else, I would typically like try and hide my beer so I don't get like kicked out of the park. Um, but I think with this, I just don't really care too much. And so I'm just going to climb up onto the hood of my truck and kind of look out and finish this beer and see if I can't finish a thought. You sit there. And the Mustang sits next to you. And you're both just silent for a very long time. You see the smoke coming out of the back of the Mustang's exhaust pipe. It's running. I just can't hear anything. Well, it's just, that's definitely going to be, uh, that's definitely going to be distracting. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. going to, I'll probably, even with a million thoughts in my head, it it's frankly easier to look at this thing that is a curiosity than it is to try and try and deal with what I'm what I'm actually needing to deal with eventually 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 the window rolls down a single hand in a silk uh gray and white striped uh pinstriped jacket and a red dress shirt underneath a hand extends and like ashes a cigarette And the window stays down just a crack. Not enough that you can really see inside other than that hand that kind of like peeked out through the corner. And from outside you just hear. So you got the news. I kind of look over at the at the car with a. I mean, frankly, confused. I'm like. Even though I am really really upset about what's happening there's a kind of a 
paternal that there's an instinct in me to not talk about what's going on because it's it's my deal I'm be like I don't I don't know what you're talking about can I help you with anything are you lost you're welcome by the way as I consider consider closure your first payment I'm gonna take a drink of my beer probably finish it off because it's only like a normal size can and toss it kind of back over the over the cab of the truck and into the into the bed and look at him and be like I don't know if I necessarily want to thank you for this if if I don't know what your connection is to this but it would have been uh helpful for you to to uh maybe bring this information forward a little earlier if you have some kind of connection to it maybe instead of talking to me or scaring some some pure poor deputy into coming and talking to me in the middle of the night maybe you could have reported it to the authorities or maybe gotten something done what do you think i'm doing now darling and the hand extends back into the mustang just long enough for just long enough for you to see that flash of uh of an inhale of the an intake of cigarette mm-hmm. and an exhale like you see the cigarette light up and then a trail of smoke billow out time was part of the equation quiet was part of the equation now comes the last part. And what's that last part? Retribution. I hate to be cliche, but you know what they say about revenge. What What do you mean? Mm, I don't, and I'm going to get up off the truck and I'm walk on over to this window and be like, I don't, what do you, I don't know what you want from this i what i want from this is maybe <clears throat> just he's, he's very flustered he's red in the face he's he's angry and he doesn't quite know he keeps stumbling over himself to to try and get a word out but he can't he keeps cutting him his own self off at the end of his sentences because he doesn't quite know he he's processing what's being said and he 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 on a level knows what's going on, but he don't quite want to admit to himself that's that's what he because from mm-hmm. basically the moment that he was told he already was thinking about what he wanted to do, but mm-hmm. he hasn't quite admitted to himself that's what he wants to do yet. And the uh window the hand comes back out of the window. Look, there's no one here but the two of us, and I think I've shown you that I can keep a secret. I know what you want to do, and I, what I'm here to do now, is tell you very simply, you can do it. Well, you say that, I am very capable of... I'm, I'm a pretty capable fella. 
I can. It's not even like it's be hard for me to get at him. I could probably call him on the phone. But. You. You say that. And if. If what. If what Mike was telling me is right. And Ronnie already knows what's up. Then how am I going to get through. I don't know. The other police. You'll find it easier than you think. Well, thank you, Dark Mustang Sage, for solving all my problems for me. Let me ask you. Say you got through the police. Say you got Ronnie alone. What would you do? And don't be coy with me. Don't play games. Don't... Like I said, it's just the two of us out on this. And the hand gestures to the valley. Out on this long, endless valley in this quiet, nowhere town. So why lie? Why say anything other than exactly what it is you want? So let me ask you, what would you do, knowing what you know now? And he takes a deep breath and he looks at the ground and he thinks for a moment and he goes, what I would, what I want to do. Not what you want to do, what you would do. All right. What I would do is I would sit his ass down. I would make him look me in the eyes and I would make him tell me. Why he took, why he took my best friend, someone I considered to be my brother, more so than my actual brother, who took, who took Lou from me. I would make him tell me why, and I would make him look me in the eye and tell me how. And then I would give him so much worse than he gave them. And the window rolls down all the way. And let me ask you, what's the one unnerving detail about the person inside that sticks with you? What's the one thing that just doesn't feel human? They have their... Everything seems about right, but they're they're not proportioned correctly. They're not like overly stretched out. They don't look like an alien or like a you know or a you know like a Picasso or Jackson Pollock or something like that. But there is there is an an unsymmetrical symmetry to their to their features. They aren't um, like I said. It doesn't look like they're you know they're stretched out or squished in or anything but there is their face doesn't you look at it and it is decidedly staring into the uncanny valley Mm -hmm. of but they're in flesh and bone like somebody played with the dials on the tv yeah 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 it's just it's just one step removed from rat they look you in the eyes and they smile and they say The cops won't be a problem. 
you'll get your moment. And in exchange, well, you probably get an idea. And the window rolls back up, and they drive off, dead silent, leaving you alone here in the valley at night. Empty beer can at your feet. Probably another one. Probably two or three more in the six-pack that you brought. What do you do? I guess. I mean, that's a, that is a lot. Uh, I guess what I'll do is I need to... It's a lot. It's a it's a significant amount to process all in one time. And I'm going to sit here, finish the six pack, and reflect on the weirdness that is this evening. When you crack open the sick when you open the cool like uh, the the mini cooler in which the six pack is being held. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Tell me about the gun that you find that wasn't there before. Uh, the gun that I find there is, it's, it's unnerving, not because there's a gun, well, I mean, because there's a gun in my cooler that weren't there before, but it's not just any gun, it is, it is one that I already own, it is mine that I know for a fact is at home, and in a little, in a drawer, it's a, it's like a Glock 19, it's Mm -hmm. nothing terribly interesting about it, uh, it's, you know, you know, basic, basic black gun uh and but i had bought it just after graduation because folks had gotten more and more aggressive with me out out and about in the world uh during high school and i mean it all kind of petered out after that really uh as things tend tend to do but i'd bought it as more or less a safety measure uh to you know have make myself feel feel slightly more comfortable and i mm-hmm. frankly sure. ain't used it in about a year cuz i ain't even been to the range to with it and problem is now it's here and i can tell from looking at it that it's it's been cleaned and oiled and yep. looks looks good to go it looks better than it did when you bought it like this it looks brand new almost Almost newer than when you bought it. It is shining and black. You see yourself reflected in it. And you see yourself smiling in the reflection. I do. It is... It's a... It's weirdly gratifying because of... And it's submitting to the ideas that I was already having. So there, you know, they, there was a head and mix of processing and then the new, but the old wound grief from, from lose death opening back up. And then, you know, obviously anger and looking at it, then look at myself in the reflection. I can feel that submitting into, to a goal, to what, what I think by the end of this evening what I'm going to be doing. Where do, what, uh, where do we cut to? What is What happens next? 
I think what we cut to next is Johnny coming back to his house. He he lives in uh he lives in like a trailer, but not like a, a ratty garbage trailer. Um, it ain't like a trail like a you know a trailer park boys style trailer. It's mm-hmm. just it's a nice trailer. It's just a house, really. It's just a big long sure. rectangular house. And inside, he had stopped to get a couple of things. Um, he, for one, he was getting because he doesn't a hundred percent know what he what tonight is going to be. And so in his head, he feels like he's he's got a plan, but he ain't prepared. Uh, and so he goes to get his he w- goes to get because um, he, he just feels like this is what he wants to do. Like the, the Glock is what he wants to kind of do it with. But he doesn't he's not 100 percent convinced himself yet that that's enough what he needs. So mm-hmm. he kind of goes for something that he's more familiar with and something he's been he's been using recently because you know he, he he likes to go deer hunting and so he goes to get like his hunting rifle which is like a remington 700 mm-hmm. uh and and then as he's walking out he stops to think like he sort of stops to take take inventory and uh and that's when you hear the knocking at the door Tuesday nights are special to you and Phil, Lou's twin brother. What are they? What's what what tradition? What weekly, biweekly, monthly, whatever tradition do you have with Phil? Um, it ain't nothing terribly fancy. Uh, it's not like we go. We're not necessarily the kind of folk who go, especially me, I ain't go out to like bars or or nothing like that. Uh, it's just he comes over and we. We did what we did in high school, pretty much. Is you know Tuesday nights we come over, we we have a couple beers and play like video games and stuff like that. He's standing at the door with um, he's got a growler. He's got a growler, a beer, and he's brought over his Nintendo Switch, and he's just kind of standing at the door. You see him. And he's like smiling ear to ear. You can tell he, especially since Lou died, he really values this tradition. You know, it's he's told you before that this is one of the things that kind of keeps him grounded. Right. And I've had the I mean, more or less, it's done the same. It's really hard to it's helped me not be not just climb into my room, wake up, go to work, come home, drink myself to sleep. Uh, sort of cycle that I had pre that, that had started myself into initially, and I um I kind of wave at him uh and kind of glance back through my my bedroom where I see the the soft case that I carry my rifle in sitting next to the bed and then kind of glance at him I'm like uh and I smirk and look at his growler and be like so you I see that you uh. I see that you decided to go uh, very, very high class for this evening's game of Mario. Yeah, I figured we could uh, figure we could switch it up a little bit. You know, I kind of get I get I get bored of PBR. It's fine, but it's not it's not for me. All right. Well, I'm I'm sorry. I ain't I ain't uh, I ain't putting on airs for you. Um, uh, I don't need airs. I just need some games. Let's go. 
um, it pushes past you mm-hmm. and starts like going to set things up. What do you do? Uh, I nervously glance back at the door and kind of look at him. Um, hey, Phil, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I'm necessarily in the right right headspace to for hanging out tonight. Got some, you know, some some stuff came up today that's got me feeling, I guess, not like a hundred percent. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm feeling feeling games. Uh, it's it's Tuesday night. We always play games on Tuesday night. I know, I know, and I, like, it ain't like I forgot, uh, it's just, I just, you know, just some, some sort of, like, I don't know, some depressing stuff came up today, and I was gonna, some, it's kind of some things that I need to go, sort of needed to deal with, um, and. Can he see, can he see the gun? Um, witching. <laughs> when he turns, when he turns back to, uh, either one. Can he see one of the guns as you're talking? Uh, he could see the, he could see the rifle in my bedroom, though that wouldn't necessarily be alarming. It's probably the fact that he probably can't necessarily, he, he ain't, he ain't dumb. Uh, he's hang, hung out, hung out enough that he knows the, kind of the, the outline of, of a gun, like, pressed into the back of your pants and your t-shirt flipped over the top of it. All right. Um, give me. A, I'm gonna ask for a roll then, mm-hmm. as you kind of try to get him to leave. I'm gonna say without pressing the issue because you're probably scaring him a little bit. You know, this is a thing that he values. He knows that you value it. And with what you're saying about depressing stuff you need to handle, plus a gun, he's yeah. That yeah. I realize that doesn't necessarily paint the most uh, most leave me alone to my thoughts picture. So make me a roll. If you can add any of your tags or your out or your outcast expertise, you can add plus two to your roll. If you add any of your tags, you can add plus one to your roll. I don't know. I don't think that the I don't think pariah or outcast necessarily. Like he ain't like a criminal, so he ain't used to skulking around and trying to hide right. a firearm from folks. So I think it's just a straight up roll, which would be a three. All right. Um, which I I'm, believe ain't what needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> nope it is sure isn't um yeah he he's getting a little angry about it and he's like no tuesday nights is the nights that listen li- listen phil i i understand I, I didn't mean to let you down and i understand that this is important to you it is important to me but i've had something very pressing that needs to be attended to this evening before before yeah, I can't deal with it again. Like, uh, I'm going to lose my opportunity if I don't get this taken care of this evening. And when I, it's just something that I need to do and I'll get you like, we'll play, we could play again. I don't know. Like, heck we can play, we can play tomorrow. I don't care. You can come on over. You can leave that in the fridge. I won't touch it. What could be more important? What could be more important? This is, this is a tradition. What could be more important? <clears throat> Why you got a gun? I was, 
was out in the woods. I went up to the, I went up to the overlook, and you know, didn't want, didn't want anyone to like, I don't know, jump me while I was out there. You ain't touched that gun in a year. Well, I'm feeling particularly paranoid tonight. I don't know. Johnny, what happened? Ain't nothing new happened. Uh, that's not what you said two minutes ago. I mean, ain't nothing. You said something. You said something happened that you need to deal with tonight. Now I see you brandishing a gun for the first time in a year. Johnny, what did you get into? What what did I get into? I ain't into nothing. You mm, I ain't been into. I ain't been into anything. Other people. It's other folks getting into stuff. It's other messes. Not even messes. I don't know. So. I'm not into anything. I'm not like. I'm not gonna go. Rob anybody. Or anything like that. I just need to go. Have a conversation with somebody. And I don't want it. With a gun. It's one of those conversations that could possibly need a gun. I don't want it to necessarily go that way. Um, but, you know, better safe than sorry, I guess. Johnny, why is your rifle on the bed? I forgot to clean it after I went out last weekend and then forgot about it. Then just remembered it a little while ago. So I figured I'd clean it before it gets all, you know, need to get set up after I fired it, so. Remembered after... You remember this business that you got to go talk to somebody about with a gun. Yeah. That, I understand that that, maybe yeah isn't necessarily the best, uh, best response to that. Um. Look, yeah. you don't need to tell, look, I, I would hope that if, even if our friendship wasn't enough that you, that you felt like you could tell me what was happening, that maybe... I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. That maybe... What? I'd hoped that you would trust me enough to tell me. But if you don't, you don't. But I'm going to give you a choice, Johnny. If you're going to go out that door with a gun, do whatever business you got to take care of that needs a gun. Tell me what it is. Your own damn switch next Tuesday. Bill. You have been pretty much the only person that I have been able then talk to talk to, to me. in a long time. But this ain't something that I can talk about. After it, I can give you the details. But for right now, this is a me thing. And it's going to have to stay a me thing. And he gets up. And he walks out. And he gives you one last look as he climbs into his car. And I keep looking forward. I don't make eye contact with him. And you see him talking on the phone as he's driving off. Damned if you don't. Damned if you know who he's talking to. 
probably ain't necessarily cohesive to my plan. What do you do? Uh, um, I throw my remote mm-hmm. real hard at the wall. As you do. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to get up. I'm going to go get my rifle off the bed. And now I'm going to get my truck. And I think I'm going to go to the gas station because, goddamn, do I need a fucking cigarette. All right. So you're at the gas station. Uh, Josie's behind the counter. You know, Josie, you like her. She's great. Yeah. I'm in here quite often because it's nearest near to my house. So, yep. It's the place to buy cigarettes. Right. So what what happens? What's happening in the gas station? You got you got your cigarettes. Are you just grabbing cigarettes? Or are you going somewhere else, or anything else you want to do while you're here? Probably gonna grab cigarettes. Uh, I think to myself that I need. There ain't there ain't no way that I'm I'm nearly calm enough to accomplish this. So I'll probably buy like a buy like a tall boy or something. Mm-hmm. Probably like a nat- natty ice or something like that. Comes in like the big twenty four ounce cans, and. Uh, grab one of those, and I can't help looking over my shoulder because uh, kind of browsing the aisles, you know, looking at gum and candy and such. And I noticed them when I pulled in, but I still kept, I still walked in because I noticed their cruiser outside. Mm-hmm. It's two of the other fellas from the department, uh, from the sheriff's department, just kind of, you know, milling about. They're probably just on patrol, what have you. And I'm just trying to, try my best not to. To make on contact. So, yeah, you see him inside. Um, it's uh, Hank and Malone. But, you know, nobody knows Malone's first name. One of those weird, one of those, one of those weird details, you know. He's one of those dudes who definitely strikes you as a cop. Yeah. Like, he looks like a cop, even when he's dressed in black t-shirts and jeans. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, that guy's a cop. I know he's a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't a casual, ain't casual bone in his body. No, not a single casual bone in his body. Which is partially why people are fine calling him Malone. People just, uh, people just assume that's his only name. Right. His first name is Officer. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, Hank. Different story. You could swear. You could swear Hank would be on the cover of a magazine in a better life. But here he is in Townsend, smashing a hot dog in his face. As Malone debates between different flavors of Mountain Dew, what do you do? I I come up I come up beside Malone because the cooler, like basically one next to it, is the one with all the uh, the individual bears in it, and uh, I kind of grab one and I glance at him I'm like been a been quiet not to not Malone and I imagine he probably knows me since you know oh, yeah. Yeah, deputy yeah. sheriff's brother and everything and it ain't like there's too many people in town to begin with sure so. sure sure uh you know I'm not legally allowed to talk about it but um he throws a look to the left and he throws a look to the right but oh man Oh, uh, there's a 
there were some kids doing donuts out in the elementary school parking lot. We had to bust them because they were being unsafe, but they were the coolest donuts I have ever. I saw one do a 720. One donut. Oh my God. 720. I, Where, what are they? What What in the hell are they Are they driving in? I swear it's some kind of Fast and the Furious shit. It's got to be, right? <laughs> them, them kids souping up all them. Like, I, I, I can't tell you how much I, I love slash hate the sound of some tuned up Honda from the mid 90s. Just like peeling through the peeling through my neighborhood. That's that's every car these days, isn't it? I mean, uh, right. I mean, I guess I guess I can't say anything it ain't like I'm driving some American made truck. But <laughs> yeah, you know, it is what I mean, at least at least it's not got, you know, a nitrous tank in the back. It doesn't have right, a nitrous well, tank in the back, right? Because that is technically. No, I'm illegal. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that my truck would just straight up explode if I hit if I did anything other than <laughs> other than baby it. So uh, I'll keep an eye out if I see if I hear a report of an exploding truck, I'll let you know. I'll know it was you, I guess. <laughs> uh, by the way, you know your brother's looking for you. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he wanted to talk to you. Huh. Well, he ain't called me or nothing like that. Not that I know of. I mean, I was up on the mountain, so I may have been not had service, but, uh... Yeah. I'll try and, we get, uh... We don't get I'll, great signal. Yeah. And, uh, I look real... I look, uh, kind of hard at him. And I glance over his shoulder to his partner there. And then back to him and go, I'll, uh, I'll try and catch up with him a little bit later this evening. Uh, sounds great. All right, I, uh, I hope you track him down. Me too. And, um, give me a roll. Um, this is going to be an opposed roll. I'm going to roll a d6 against <laughs> you, and I'm going to add... I'm going to add one to my roll. Okay. Uh, this is to try and, uh, I'm assuming you have the gun on you. I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is to I, get I, out of here without like an idiot. I walked gun. into a gas station with a gun. <laughs> yeah. This is to get out of the gas station with the gun without Malone at starting to ask questions. All right. Um, I feel like I can use the. I feel like I can apply social outcast here because it. It certainly, certainly ain't the first time that Johnny has had to lie to lie to a cop's face. I'll I'll take that. Yeah. So that's that's plus two. Yep. No. Um. Okay. Wait, maybe. The expertise? Yes, you are correct. That is plus two. I was thinking of a tag. Yes. Yeah, right. All right. All right, that's a six on my end. That's a three on my end. So yeah, you walk out. Um, Malone doesn't say a word. You know, he smiles at you. Grabs his, uh, he goes for the lime wire. Hank doesn't even look up from his chili dog. And they smile at you. And you go on your way. When's the last time you talked to your brother? We ain't been... Basically, since he graduated, ain't like we've been on the best terms. Ain't like we don't talk ever. Um, But that certainly... That certainly took a downturn after Lou died. I initially had thought that... uh, That is just because he... You know... You know, just a whole lot of whole lot of stuff wrapped up in that. I kind of have a different perspective on it now. But it's probably been about 
easily a week and a half, two weeks be- since I last talked to him. Mm. I could probably pull up the pull up the chat log, and he probably just asked me some inane thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To was... borrow something or you know some very crushingly mundane conversation that we had. Right. Uh, yeah. You. You. Exactly that. You know, it was like, hey, I'm not going to try to come up with a mundane conversation. Please yeah. over that. So, um, yeah, that's exactly what it is. But, uh, so there's probably no reason why I'd be looking for you, right? You can't think of anything. Right. No, I can't. And, and it's not like Mike would have, ain't like Mike's going to rat himself out. Like he's, so I doubt that he knows. He's maybe just, could be something related to, to the family. That's, you're thinking that as you're driving, and that's about when you pass the crashed motorcycle. And a ditch. Is it, is there, am I the first one on the scene here? Sure are. Well, make me a roll. Alright, alright. I don't think I got anything to apply to, the, to finding a motorcycle on the side well, of the street, uh, so. <laughs> make me a roll to, like, look around. And see if you can tell that you're not the only, that you're not the first person on the scene, is what I'll say. Okay. Hmm. Oh, hell. I'd probably give you your hunter tag for this, so I'll give you that's a plus what I was, one. Uh, that's what I was thinking, so that would be, with the plus one, that would be a five. All right. Um, you pull up to the motorcycle. Well... Let me ask you, you pull up, you, you, you see the motorcycle as you're thinking about Mike. What do you do? Do you, do you pull, do you drive past it or do you stop? Do you drive past it and back up? Or do you try and leave it alone? What do you do? I don't think it, I don't think at this point that I would, I would leave something like that alone. Cause, cause I mean, it's probably obviously... Was Mike when he when he met me? Was he driving like his own bike, or was it like a like was it like a it was a, yo it was a police it was it was this exact police bike is what I'll all right say. that's that's what I that's what I was figuring um so ain't like um ain't like I can leave that lying so I'm gonna I pull up I go past it I don't back up necessarily but I pull off to the side of the road and turn on my hazards. And then, because get out and I walk up to it. Not, I don't rush up to it because, frankly, I can kind of guess what's going on. I don't necessarily in a hurry to see it. As you walk up to it, tell me how you know that you're being watched because you succeeded at your role. All right. It's really quiet because I turned off my, I turned off my truck when I got out of it, and so I can pretty much hear the clicking. Mm-hmm coming from the truck and his back is off because it's already it stalled out when it when it hit its side and so i can hear not necessarily uh not necessarily like the sound of an engine Mm -hmm. but you know when a when you turn off when you turn off an engine and it's starting to cool down it makes those kind of sharp tinking noises as the metal cools down and contracts I noticed that coming from coming coming from uh, a little ways away. Mike's nowhere to be found. It's just the bike. 
You hear that. You see the crashed motorcycle. What do you do? I am going to... So there's there's no Mike. There's no uh, no signs of Mike. Like he ain't, he ain't crawled himself off into the woods or nothing. Nope, nope. It is, it is just a crashed motorcycle. Uh... You know, real, you know, real grisly looking scene, but no Mike. But ain't no, no Mike. I'm going to wander toward where I heard them sounds coming from, but I ain't going to be like, I'm not going to act like I know exactly where I'm heading. I'm going to try and play it a little bit cool, and I'm going to keep my my hands on my hips. I'm not necessarily reaching for that form of gun. But I'm keeping it, I'm trying to get my hands about as close to it as I can without putting my hands on it. Um, give me a roll, I'm gonna make this an opposed roll to get the jump on the two guys in ski masks and jackets, sitting okay. with the double, sitting both, uh, sitting with a sawed-off shotgun and a baseball bat in the two front seats oh. of the black, be- uh, black VW Beetle that you come upon when you see the car. All right, I don't think I, I don't really think I got anything. To, <laughs> I would probably to give add this. To that. I would probably still give you Hunter for this at least, if not. I mean, I guess that's fair because I'm. It ain't like a, it ain't like you 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 stomp right up to a deer when you're tracking it through the woods. So yeah, yeah. I'll I'll. It's nice. I'm liking this. This is. Uh, I got seven. <laughs> yep, I got a. I got a two. So uh, you get to do. Uh, Tell me what you do to the two guys. You see them in the front seat. They're sitting. They're watching. And you can tell they're watching the motorcycle to see, theoretically, when somebody comes across it. All right. Um, which fella has the sawed-off? Like, passenger, passenger seat or seat? has the sawed-off, definitely. All right. Um, I'm going to come up to the side. I'm going to take out my gun, because they also have guns. So I feel, feel like this is a gun situation now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to, this got the, uh, they've got the windows up cause they, you know, they didn't want to have the necessarily the windows down. Sure. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to come up to the side and it's probably why they couldn't hear necessarily hear me walking up and I'm going to put the kind of aim it at him through the window and like tap the barrel of the gun to the window so they know that a... I've already got the beat on them, but they, I'm going to kind of gesture for them to, to roll it on down. Um, the one with the shotgun hand cranks the window down, lowers the shotgun below the wind, like below the door or below the window, takes his hand away from the, the hand crank, Mm -hmm. starts to reach for his pocket. Doesn't say anything. What do you do? I'm gonna re- push forward real quick, um, probably because I ain't this ain't like I've ever done a stick up before in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna push forward way too fast and hit him in the side of the head with the barrel of the gun. Perfect. Because uh, I don't, I'm not good with the de- depth, but I'm gonna be like, nope, nope. Put put your hands where I can see them. Uh, give me a give me an opposed roll for this. I'm gonna make this a plus two because they are. Uh, actual criminals and I am not (laughs) I'll tell you what the plus two is for when I roll 
All right, fair enough. <laughs> That's a three. I got a three. Oh, that is that is the worst time for me to roll one. That is that is not good. That's just a one. Uh, so one of the plus ones was for because they were dangerous because they're armed and ready to fight. You bash him right. across the face. You pistol whip him. He goes down. Like he hits the glove box. He's you know blood is pouring out of his ski mask. The other one stumbles out of the car. Flashes you his badge. The other plus one was for cops. Oh, that's that's just lovely. So I've, I, I accidentally knocked out the other fella. Yeah, yeah, he's out cold. All right. And he's just he he still don't got a. He he still just has the baseball bat. He ain't he ain't he's not like pulled a gun on. No, me. he's got his badge pointing at you and he's got his baseball bat in his hand. All right. And it's I should specify it is uh kind of a, a sawed off baseball bat where he's shaved it off so it's got that nice flat tip easier right. for clubbing right right fits a little bit better inside like down beside you in the car yep um i guess i'm gonna keep my gun trained he's still got a ski mask on right yeah yeah i guess i'm gonna keep his my gun trained on him because I, if he's flashing me a badge that and I mean, obviously, he's already armed, so I don't want him to close that distance on me. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I guess I'm going to ask him, like, where the hell is Mike? Ain't your business. Ain't your business. Just walk away. This ain't. Please stop resisting arrest. I'm, I'm the one who's sticking you up. You ain't even got me under arrest. Please. Please stop resisting arrest. I'm... I'm actually going to push forward at him because for I ain't ever been necessarily in this level of control of a situation uh, before. And it is like, you know, I feel powerful because I'm in a powerful position. And so I it ain't I am not necessarily thinking at the moment at that exact moment. I'm not processing my feelings, but I know that I am at the very least lacking this feeling of power because I ain't mm-hmm. necessarily been a powerful person for the most part. So but I'm going to push forward and be like, I ain't resisting nothing. So I'm going to ask you to put your hands up. Give me a roll. Uh, I'm going to give the same plus yeah. two. Uh, I'm going to tell you on a fail, he's going to bum rush you and... That's fair. That is fair. You do what you do if he bum rushes you, but on a success, he's going to tell you. He's going to tell you. Oh, on a success, he'll tell you what he knows. Okay. It is a two. That's that's probably not going to do it. <laughs> it sure isn't. <laughs> I, got, he, I got He a is six. minimum going to be able to get a three. <laughs> so he he rushes you. What do you do? I most likely shoot him, not really out of, like, any kind of conscious effort, because uh, I'm not, like, a terrible shot, because uh, I've gone to the range, and, heck, I go hunting on a pretty regular basis, though this Glock ain't necessarily my rifle, and also, I'm not used to shooting in a range ain't the same thing as being face down with a person, uh, and I'm gonna squeeze a shot off, but it's not gonna be aimed right, and I, I probably hit him in the leg but not intentionally and i don't even think it's that solid of a shot 
but it's maybe maybe enough to slow him down. But he's probably still going momentum alone because we ain't terribly. We're only like about a car distance away from each other. Uh, momentum alone is going to probably carry him into me. Yeah. He uh he crashes India and he's bleeding out. You only got you got a few seconds left. You can try to get something out of him, but, but you know, getting a shot sucks. Like that's he's fair. It's fair. Definitely yeah. gone. Um, I am probably too freaked out. Uh, too freaked out to even think to answer a question or to ask a question. Um, though I am going to in and conf- a level confusion and fear and adrenaline. I am going to pull his ski mask off. It is, uh, it is officer, uh, Roy Matheson. Real piece of shit. Used to be like, a used to be one of the jocks that shoved you around in high school. Right. One of them fellas who, uh, you know, who couldn't make it into basically couldn't get into college on an athletic scholarship and then became a cop. Decided to keep that power yeah. trip going. Yeah, yeah, real piece of shit. Um, he's bleeding out. He kind of, uh, he spits blood in your face. You know, that one spiteful gesture as he goes under. Um, the other cop pulls his own mask off because he's trying to breathe because his nose is broken very badly. Just before he loses consciousness, you see that it's, uh, Tony Smith. Makes sense. He was another right. cop. Friends. You know, they were all friends. Real close friends with your brother, the both of them. Mm. Probably more so than Malone and Hank were. Um, so I'm si- so he he passed out. Alright. Yeah. Well, one's dead and one's passed out. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure I had the situation figured out. So I'm gonna hyperventilate for at least two or three minutes. Um, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to get, uh, while still basically pale, like pale as ghost and shaking like a leaf, um, uh, I'm going to start getting as that kind of crash of adrenaline ain't stopping, but the initial fear and realization that I am in fact safe sort of sets in, I'm going to go from being scared to mad at -hmm. the situation. And also, remember why the hell I came over here in the first place? And I'm going to get up, um, get, get him off me. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to look, because it's like, it's like one of them newer Beatles, right? Ain't like an old Beatle, it's like the newer one. I'm going to look in the hatchback, because I'm pretty sure the, like, back should be glass, and because there ain't like a whole lot of room you could stash a person in. Um, so I'm going to look in the hatchback hatchback and see what I see there. Uh, let me ask you, um, you find. In the back. What do you find that tells you that Mike is dead? I think it's not necessarily as graphic as uh I don't think it's Mike. I'll put it that way. Right. I think it's, um, I know, I recognize Mike's helmet. Um, mm-hmm. I know that it's his cause frankly I didn't, I saw it just 
you know, just a little bit ago. Uh, and I recognize Mike's helmet and the, the visor, the visor of it is completely smashed in. And there's just a little, just, you know, the, the most dramatic spraying of blood across the, the bottom section of it. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah, you find that. Uh, when you open up the hatchback, you also see into the car. You can see their wallets, phones, all that kind of stuff is like scattered about like the center console and the dashboard at, you know, wherever you stash that stuff right, in the right. car. I think. All right. All right. And he's and Tony's still passed out in the passenger seat, right? Um, He is gurg like he's half i'll say he's half passed okay. out he's gurgling babbling he, you know he can't breathe so he's like delirious and mostly unconscious right. he's not a threat that's I'll fair that's that. fair um quickly i'm gonna rush on back to so they're kind of parked off in the woods where you can't be seen right yeah that's yeah. what i was thinking uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna quickly trot back to my car look around make sure there ain't nobody nobody coming from the gunshot that just went off but we're ain't like we're terribly near any residential areas so so i'm probably okay and i'm gonna get into my little i'm gonna get into my truck pull it up and around to where that where they're parked at uh grab my Mm -hmm. rifle out of the out of the passenger seat and my pack of smokes that i just bought and i'm going to Toss it in the back of the hatchback of this uh this beetle, and I imagine they probably left the keys in the ignition there, right? Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. They were ready. They were ready to. They were ready to smash the like. If you had come up and had not noticed them, they were ready to smash you, right. basically. So I'm going to go ahead and start the car, and me and. Me and Tony are going to go for a ride. Uh, yeah, so you, the two of you head out. As you're going, um, you start getting, uh, I'll say Tony's phone starts getting texts. And um, your phone, bu- do you, ha- you yeah, have a yeah. phone, right? Yeah, your phone buzzes just once. His phone's lighting up. Your phone buzzes just All right, once. I guess I'm going to, I'll check my phone first. Um, it is a, a number you don't recognize. And it just says, the police won't be a problem if you don't kill a police officer. Smiley face with horns uh, emoticon. (laughs) Well, they, I'm glad that they are not necessarily the subtle sort. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to turn my phone to, to off of vibe, like just the completely silent. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to necessarily get rid of it and I'm going to put it in my, I'm going to put it back in my pocket and I'm going to pick up, I'm going to pick up Tony's phone while try, driving. Um, I've got the, the scene is me in a, in a beetle bleeding Tony yep. in the passenger seat. I'm driving, yep. texting him with one hand and then holding the steering wheel with the other. But also I've got that Glock in my hand still. So I'm basically texting mm-hmm. and driving, but also with a gun. <laughs> so, yeah, it's no, not it's, safe. I, I'm, I took texting and driving to a whole new level. You're not safe. <laughs> um, 
it's got like 37 texts, you know, like, where are you? This isn't a fucking game, Tony. Did you take care of him? Um, you know, a lot of that. And then you scroll all the way back and it says like, once he's out of the picture, but you scroll back and it says like, you know, did you take him out? He can't, he's a, he's a threat. It's too serious. He's, it, you know, you know, he'll stop for Mike. Once you've taken care of Johnny, meet me at the, meet me in the cable building. All right. And it's coming from Ronnie, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the last message you get, it says, uh, when you take care of Johnny, meet me. Where does uh, your friend Mal Wilson, uh, the social worker taking trying to, like, help with, like, communications tech in the in the town like where 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 are they working what's their what's their work set up like? so the town the way the town's laid out is there ain't much uh there ain't much to the town proper and what there is of it it ain't necessarily for consumption by most of the locals uh there's kind of like a mm-hmm. a little very small little kind of cluster of buildings um that is the historical main street uh, as they would typically, right. they would point it forward. I mean, the buildings have been there for forever, but uh, the restoration process is fairly new on it. Um, and, but obviously, that's where the, you know, that's where the sheriff station is, and that's where like most of the the you know the few nice restaurants there are in town. That's where they are, and um, Mal's uh, Mal's organization has a, uh, rents like a building there. It's in, effectively, it's kind of not exactly on Main Street. It's a little bit off that, but it's in effectively like a strip mall. Um. Good. Very good. No, very, very so. good. That's exactly where the text says to me. At the strip mall? Yeah, because you got, to, and, and you can kind of suss out, like, you've got at least, you know, you don't, maybe not know, the, maybe you don't know the exact reasons, but you've got a pretty solid idea that, like, it's got to be something, di- something digital. It's got to be there, right? Because, like, you know, the one thing you know from hanging out with Mal is that that's the one place in town, basically, because they've got like the tech to to support it. You know, they've got some routers and range extenders and stuff. It's their offices are probably the one place in town to get a really good, thorough, stable internet right. connection. Like the out in the out in the residential areas where there's like a house every every five ten minutes, there ain't a whole lot of you. You ain't getting the best. You ain't getting the best internet connection out there. But toward the center yeah. of town, where there's actually like population centers and like you know the bulk of the bulk of the business goes down at, like that's where you're gonna. That's where there's like an actual actual communications infrastructure. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So. So, uh, you're driving, I'm going to have to ask, I'm going to ask you for a roll okay. to get to at least one roll to get there. Tell me how you're getting to the strip mall. Cause it is right off of main street. So it is in a part of town where there's not a lot of people in town's end, but 
people are gonna be around. Right. And I've got a I've got a bleeding cop on in my passenger seat. I think what I do because he's like he's groggy and he's not he's not a hundred like even even while we're driving along he's not a he's like kind of vaguely aware of the situation but he's not like a hundred percent. I think what I do is. I think I do drive through the center of town because there ain't there ain't a whole lot of other ways to get there, um, especially from the direction that I'm coming. So I think to I think to myself like, well, I definitely need to cover him up. And initially, I try and like get his seat to lean back, but he keeps fighting me too much. Mm-hmm. Like you're drunk. Like he's basically like your drunk your drunk friend who got way too wasted at the party, and you've got to take him home. Yep. But they don't want to do anything except you know I assaulted him, <laughs> so. Right, and so yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to get his seat to lay back so people won't notice him, and he's fighting me on that. And then finally, I just kind of grab the I, while driving, and so th- I'm probably swerving all over the place, anyways. Uh, while I, I try grab that ski mask of his, and I kind of like very poorly put it back on his his face, so at least people won't like notice what's going on there. Right, and uh, I'm gonna ask for a roll. Okay. Um, I'm gonna add to this, I'm gonna add to this a, I'm gonna add a consequence to this. Because you've lost some, you lost some rolls earlier. That's fair. And when you, when you fail a roll, you get a consequence. That's fair. Um, I'm gonna call this consequence, this is gonna be a mental consequence of, yeah, we'll call it distracted. Because, like, you had to do a bunch, like... And and yeah, I think you described it in a nutshell. You are actively distracted because you have found yourself in a position you are unequipped. Right. This for. is not. Not only so, have I like not only did I like violently assault two, two people, I am um, mm-hmm. like I'm trying to to wrestle with one of them while driving a car. So take my so roll and subtract two, and then see if you can add any tags or your expertise. I don't think I've got any. I don't think I've got a whole lot of... You know what? Actually, you know I what? I don't think so. Because I'm... I, I think I could... The pariah tag here. Like, I'm used... I'll you know what? Because I'm, I'm used to hanging out with folk who probably don't take terribly good care of themselves. So this ain't the first time I've had to wrestle with a wasted... Like, I've had to wrestle with, like, a, a half-conscious friend to get them to do something they ain't necessarily wanting to do. I'll also give you blue collar. Okay. On account of, no, you know what? If you were in your truck, yeah, the same my blue car. Collar. I this don't think some, you get, yeah, so I don't think you get. Fair. So, so yeah, you got roll it. You're taking minus. You're taking a minus one total, which means you want to get a six. Oh, that that's a three before the minus one. So that's a that's a two. Describe the car crash. Um, I am so I'm trying to wrestle with, I'm trying to wrestle wrestle with the uh, Tony, and. Yep. He is it the more I'm fighting with him, the more he keeps moving, the more kind of conscious he is becoming and becoming more aware of the situation. So basically I'm I'm jostling him awake by accident. And uh he he's he trying to get me off of him because now he's scared and because he's aware of the situation and he pushes me, he pushes my face over and into the side of the car, which isn't necessarily what causes the car crash, is that I am trying to do all 
trying to do all of these things while still holding the loaded Glock and driving a car, and I squeeze the trigger, Mm -hmm. and it goes off, and shoots through the windshield, and it freaks me out, and I jerk the car to the side, and, um... I think I hit another car. I don't hit them head on. I basically jerk the car right. to the side. I scrape along their side, but then I overcorrect and I hit uh, because we're we're getting closer into town. I don't we, I don't necessarily uh, we're not in the middle of nowhere now. I hit uh, a sign like a one of those. It, it's a sign for um, you know what? This is not. This is probably a solid touch. It's a sign for like a Baptist church where it's uh it's the two. Sure two red brick pillars and then the uh, wooden sign yeah, set yeah. into it. I hit one of them pillars. And it just, the, you go, you hit the pillar, you go through the right. windshield. Cause Lord knows I wasn't wearing my seatbelt while doing all this dumb shit. Right. <laughs> you go through the windshield. You are, uh, take a physical consequence of being battered to okay, shit. Okay. I'm <laughs> battered to shit. Battered to shit. Um, Tony's, well, you don't know. You don't see him. Tony, he could still be Tony's in the car. Tony's probably just wherever Tony is. He's having a much worse day than me. Yeah. Uh, but you're you're about a block and a half from the. Uh, you're about a block and a half from the strip mall. But you see some lights. You you see the reflection of lights coming from behind you from cop cars coming up behind you on account of reckless driving, giant car right. crash. I'm going to. Small enough town that they just yes. saw that. I mean, I also hit somebody else, so Lord knows they're calling 911. Uh, and so I'm going to get up. Uh, I think better to shit and being thrown out of a car, I'm at least mildly concussed, if not very concussed. Yep. Uh, I've probably not dislocated something, but I'm probably road rashed. Um. Yep. And there's a couple of ribs that are of unknown, unknown, uh, consequence. And so my kind of the right side of me is in a real bad shape. But fortunately, when you get thrown out of a car, your legs are generally fine. Uh, it's the mm-hmm. top part of you that you got to be worried about. And so I'm going to get up. I'm going to wince my way over to the car as quickly as I can. Cause I, cause otherwise there's nothing of mine that's left in there. And except for my rifle and mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to try and get the back of the car open. Cause I'd put it through the hatch. Cause it's, it's a rifle and a VW bugs only about as long as a damn rifle is anyways. Um, and it's jammed. And I realized that I'm not going to be able to get it open in time. So I'm going to break the glass with the back of my Glock, which I somehow still have in my hand after being thrown from a car. Sure. You, you found it yeah. nearby. Um, yeah, the glass shatters. Uh, I'll say you get the mm-hmm. rifle. Uh, I'll say, make give me a roll. Uh, I'm going to take your consequence yep. on it. Your battered to Makes shit. Makes sense. Uh, your, your, your other consequence of being distracted is gone oh, away, good. though, which is I'm nice. I'm very focused. On account, of, uh, <laughs> on account of the things that were distracting you yep. went away, like the car. Right. Um, give me that roll to avoid the police. Okay. I'll I'll give you your and I'll give you your outcast if you can name someone that could that like you could turn to and help you somebody else in town that would offer you help regardless of situation. Um, I honestly I think for for maximum dramatic purposes and because I'm scared and I've already burned one bridge and 
So initially, my initial thought is that I would go to, like, when you're scared, you want your, you want something comforting and reassuring. And mm-hmm. so my initial thought is, like, to call my grandma, but also mm-hmm. I've done a lot of things I don't want to explain to my grandma. And so as I'm scrolling through, luckily, like, Mamma is just above Mal, uh, and, uh... Actually, Mal's just above Mama. That's how al- alphabets work. Um, and so I mm-hmm. scroll up and I call Mal and uh, Huffin and Huffin and Limpin. I'm gonna be like Mal. I'm a. Uh, I'm having a bad night. Uh, could you pick me up? Uh, just around where. Um, where uh Meriwether's is. Meriwether's is like a yo know, little little restaurant. It's closed by now. Uh mm-hmm. but it's like one of the sure. family fam- almost every restaurant in this town is like a family style diner because we cater exclusively to tourists. Um Sure. And ain't nobody yeah, Give me uh so. Give okay. me a roll. Uh flat roll. I'm giving you your extra outcast okay. expertise. Uh that would be a four. Okay. Um that is a failure, so uh, you get a consequence, and the consequence is uh, social in nature, and it is a uh, police presence. Okay. Are they up on, like, police presence in what way? You, you, uh, so mm-hmm. what happens is um, you call, you say that, there's silence for a second, and then you hear Ronnie. Ronnie says, just fucking get here. We cut to the we cut to the building. We cut to Mal's office. Mal's there, furiously typing on a computer. Ronnie's got a gun, pointing it at Mal. Cops have the place surrounded. You got your guns. What do you do? Now I'm in the office, or I'm approaching this scene from you're the in outside. The office. You are. You're in okay. the office. The cops have the place surrounded. They could shoot out at any second. What what in the hell is all this, Ronnie? Uh, I could ask you the same question, Johnny. Well, I am the one. And like, I'm sitting there, I'm probably already like half my face is puffing up. And like there's blood trickling from the top of my forehead. Uh, I, I solidly look like a um, middle of the movie uh, Ed Norton from Fight Club. Like I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> um, and I'm just sitting there in like a t-shirt that is probably just destroyed at this point. Um, and just like I've got, I guess I've got my guns with me. So like the rifles propped up against the chair, and I'm holding the gun, but just limply, not really pointing them at it pointing at him uh and i'm sitting in one of those like it's like an awful it's one of them awful office chairs that's like basically two squares with the chair bit in between them like you find in a doctor's office yep um because it's probably what this was previous to them moving in mm-hmm. and uh i go well, i ain't the one who sent his buddies to take out his brother i ain't the one who sent his buddies to take out one of his other buddies. And I ain't the one 
who killed my best friend. Mal uh, slides out the chair. He did what? And Ronnie is like shaking and pointing the gun at him like, you don't, Johnny, you don't know what you're talking oh, about. I do. And Mal stands up and starts throwing fists, just slamming, clubbing him. You killed, you killed him? You, and like, well, I'm going to ask you for a roll to pull back, uh, pull back Mal. If you're going to get your vengeance. Right, right. I don't need him doing it for me. Also, I don't want him doing that. He's, he's like a, you know, decent dude. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess I'll get that, get him off there. Um, I feel like I could probably apply, well, no, I'm, I'm pretty, well, I guess that, that's what that can, canceling out is. So I feel like I could probably apply, like, blue collar, because I'm like, I'm a, I'm a dude who does stuff, and so, you know. Yeah, I'll, so I'm, I'll not, give that. Like, I'm beat up, but, you know, I'm, I'm still, like, I'm in pretty okay shape. I can probably, and Mal's mm-hmm. like an office worker guy, so I'm probably in better shape than him. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, that would be a five. Because it's negative one, Five's right? Five's a success. Yeah. Yeah. Five's a success. What do you do? Uh, what do you tell, what do you say to him? What do you say to him to get him? I mean, he's screaming like, I, I loved him. I loved him, and you killed him, and he's just punching the shit out of him. Um, I'm going to put him in, in like a bad chokehold because I can't use part of me, and I'm going to drag him back into his chair and sit him down, and I'm going to be like, "Now, what the hell are you talking about? I'm the one who's supposed to be mad about him killing folk. You weren't the only person that cared about him. That cared about him, and, and God damn it, it's about time you knew that." And frankly, if, if, if what you're saying is true, is it true? Ronnie bloody nose. God damn it, it's true, but you don't know the... Vo- then, I, then I deserve the right to take his ass out. Listen. Hey, you got things to do in general. You ain't from here. You ain't... You didn't grow up with him. You didn't love him and help him through the worst fucking times of his whole life and I understand being mad cause I'm mad as hell obviously I've been kind of through a lot of shit tonight and so I'm gonna need you to calm the fuck down cause I need him to tell and I look at Ronnie uh, and I'm ge- now I'm gesturing with the pistol and I'm gonna I need this piece of shit to tell me exactly why the fuck he did it Went through all this fucking trouble to cover it up. You want to know the truth? Yeah, yeah, I kind of do. It's about money. What the fuck else could it be about? Why? The fuck do you mean? And I, like, I push, because Mal's in sort of a roll the chair. Like, I push Mm -hmm. him out of the way, and I'm more mad now than I was before. Because that seems... Just unbelievably petty. Like the I'm, this money ain't a thing, and I I put I don't give at this point I don't really give a shit because he's got a gun and I'm surrounded by cops. But I I, I don't push all the way up into his face, but like I push Mal mm-hmm. out of the way, um, and kind of like step forward into that place, uh, so he's no longer basically so like he's no longer between us. 
And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean it was about money? How could the, how could you possibly, how could you possibly take Lou away from me and away from Phil for, for fucking money? You went through all of this? Look, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have, I didn't have a choice. What the fuck did you want me to, he was blackmailing me. He knew that, look, there's a lot of shit that you don't know about what goes on in this town, okay? Yeah, so yeah. He figured out that maybe I was working with dealers. He figured out that I was taking a cut, some out-of-town drug money that was coming in. And he tried to blackmail me, and I went to negotiate. Things got out of hand. And a gun guy, gun came out. I didn't draw it. I know what you, you think that I, you think that I went in there just guns blazing. I went in there to do business. He made it personal. He made it violent. I just finished it because I'm better at killing things than he right. is. And he puts his gun under your jaw and I'm better at killing things than you are. And I am, I'm like a hundred percent seeing red at this point. Uh, because I can like, it is the combination of, like, the most intense fight-or-flight instinct I've ever had. And running away ain't necessarily an option, nor is a thing that I want at this point. And so that fight mechanic is is just screaming in my brain. And I, with the gun up under my chin, I push up, like, I, I push up to him this time. Like, chest to, well, not really chest to chest, because there's, like, a gun between us. But, like, I lean forward, and we're, like, nose to nose, basically. And the nice thing is, like, from this, the shot of this is basically, like, us in profile with the gun under my chin. And previously, because he's much more clean cut than I am, I don't necessarily take care of myself. Mm -hmm. But, like, from this perspective and from, like, this hard side on, like sat on perspective um uh you can see the like the really similar facial structures that we have because we both we, you know we're brothers we we look very very the same um and mm -hmm. you can right it, it's almost like i'm looking into like a like a slightly older more harried well-shaven mirror of myself um yeah and i am just like through gritted teeth looking at him and i go Maybe. Do you think you're the first goddamn dirty cop that we've had in this fucking town? Do you know how many times I bought weed off of cops? Do you think that you're... Why didn't you talk to me? Maybe I could have went there and talked to him about that for you. Maybe I could have helped with this situation. Maybe... Maybe you shouldn't have gone to the damn house of the guy knowing that you're in a position... That he would be scared of. Because you're a person who is scary. Because you're a... God, and I like push him. And I, like, I'm like i so mad I don't even think about this gun under... Because now I'm just having an argument with my brother. Uh, and mm -hmm. I go and I push him. Like basically push him off me. Like you do when you get into get into a fight. Like not like a really super hard push. But like the... like What the fuck do you think you were thinking? What the fuck were you thinking? Of course that situation went bad. Yeah. No, you're right. Of course it did. Of course it did. 
Doesn't mean I wanted it to. Well, nah. No one wants that fucking no. Of mm. And I grab him by the I grab him by the front of the shirt and I pull him back to me. Now I've realized that he's too far away from me and I'm too mad for him to be not all up on me. And <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I'm like, and now you're in a situation where you do you know what I mm, what the hell mm, I'm so. God damn mad at you, Ronnie. Do you know... You hear a click behind you. Uh... Mal's got... Mal's got one of your guns. Aw, oh, damn. Aw, oh, damn, that's my rifle, too, Points yeah. Points right at the both... <laughs> He's got his rifle... You got your rifle pointed at you, and he says, Johnny, you can debate, and you can talk all night. Pull that goddamn trigger, or I'm gonna pull it right now. You know he doesn't deserve to live. Gun to your jaw, Ronnie says. You gonna pull that trigger or not? Cops starting, you see the shadows of the cops starting to line up along the, 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 the strip mall window. I'm going. Time for talking's over. You got one moment left. What do you do? I am going to, because... The minute I pull, the minute a shot goes off, it's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, one way or the other. And I know Mal. He's been a he's been a good dude. He is he is a guy who is understandably in over his head. And frankly, he is at this moment. A bystander, because ain't no one seen nothing yet else. And so, what I'm going to do, and I don't want him to have this sort of, I mean, I'm already, I even in my own head, I've already gone further than I ever thought I could. Sure, I had, I had a revenge fantasy at the beginning of this evening, and... Now, um, I've most likely killed two fellas. One for sure. Mm-hmm. One probably, also probably for sure. And so, I might as, at, at three, is not much different from two. But one is significantly mm-hmm. more than zero. Uh, and so, I'm gonna turn around. I'm gonna look at Ronnie. I'm going to turn back around real quick and look at Ronnie and I'm going to say it's because of you Phil's going to lose two brothers this evening and I'm going to shoot Ronnie in the chest probably because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah right, seems, right, right. seems dramatically appropriate um, and then I'm going to try and jump on top of Mal because I know mm-hmm that all them fellas, all them fellas with itchy trigger fingers outside are probably gonna, gonna start pulling in just a quick second. And you pull the trigger, Ronnie goes down, you hear him, he's gurgling as you run and you sort of throw Mal to the side. You just hear the last thing you hear before you hear gunshots start to fire off is, <laughs> I wasn't a bad guy. <laughs> No. <laughs>
and then we see we hear everything goes black. We hear about half a dozen gunshots. We hear Mal start to scream, like, what's happening? We don't hear anything from Johnny. We don't hear anything else from Ronnie. And that's game. Good. Yeah. You got your one you got your one shot and the the forces got what the forces get. And that's a wrap. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Brian, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. This it was, was a blast. it was harrowing and intense, uh in a good way. Ooh. I feel uh I feel exhausted. Yeah. I've been sitting here. Yeah. Um, the, literally with my neck hurts from how tense I was this whole time. <laughs> yeah. So real quick before we wrap up, where can people find your work uh, online? You can find us online. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes and Google Play and Podbean. We're the room where it happened. Uh, yes, you're going to find a, a ham- couple of Hamilton things. Just push on through. Uh, <laughs> look for <laughs> look for the D&D podcast. Uh, we put new episodes up every Monday morning. Um and if you want to talk to us on the internets, uh, you can find us on Facebook and Tumblr, but we're most likely going to be found on uh, Instagram and Twitter. We're at RoomwarePod. Uh, I am on there most days. Please talk to me on Twitter. I am very bored at work most of the time, and I would love to talk to you. Excellent. I know that <laughs> feel. Brian, thanks so much for coming on Party of One. This was a blast and a half, and I am going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future, me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Brian for coming on the show. That game was awesome. Be sure to check out The Room Where It Happened at theroomwhereithappened.podbean.com or on Twitter at roomwarepod. And be sure to check out the show notes for more information about One Shot. It's a really cool game. Then while you're on Twitter, you can follow us at Party of One Pod. Then like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash partyofonepodcast. Then slide over to Discord and follow the show at bit.ly slash partyofonediscord. Talk to us about pro wrestling and Party of One and tabletop games, all of the things that people talk about. Then lastly, if you really want to hear more from me on a week-to-week basis, you should check out All My Fantasy Children, the character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by your listener props, hosted by me and my best friend Aaron Catano Saez. You can find that at allmyfantasychildren.com. If you enjoyed the show, consider giving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation. Any of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us grow and achieve bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also consider backing us on Patreon at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to come on to the show, whether you are a game designer, podcaster, professional wrestler, writer, actor, musician, butcher, baker, candlestick maker, or you just love a good role-playing game, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.